everyone, and welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. On this episode 112, it's podcast, The Next Generation. I'm your first mate, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me are Captain Springfield, Matthew Stubblefield, and resident psychologist and empath, Brenda Burrell. Matthew, Brenda, welcome aboard. Hello. Hey, though I should be clear, I'm not actually Captain Springfield because because that's a real thing. We actually have a Captain Springfield, which uh, yeah, that's that's a uh, that's not me. You should you were, be. You were named Captain well, Springfield. No, it was like a it was like a weekly thing. Brandy uh, tagged were, me on that, but were, uh, she's the actual she's the actual she's the legit Captain Springfield and well deserving of it. Oh, okay. Well, not, I thought she just me. passed not it me so over much. to you for the week. No, no. Oh, uh, in our hearts. Well, with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. Today, we're going to start the show in a slightly unusual fashion with some news from Adaptivist. And why, you ask? Well, that's a good question. It's because we've launched a new product for Slack, Workflow Steps for Jira. And here to introduce it are product manager, Alistair Wilkinson, and technical product marketing manager, Thomas Boudier. Thomas, Alistair, thanks for joining me, guys. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having us. Uh, Looking forward to chatting. Thanks for having us, Ryan. Always a pleasure to see you, dudes. So, Workflow Steps for Jira. What is it? Uh, it is an app that t- takes advantage of uh, Slack's Workflow Builder. So, um, in all Slack uh, plans except for the free plan, there is a Workflow Builder, which is kind of a inbuilt tool that is designed for kind of like a low coder base to, to do simple automations. Uh, and up until very recently, all it really could do is, you know, at the end of the end of whatever workflow you put out would send somebody a message or send a channel a message. Uh, and then probably in the fall, uh, they added the ability or the concept of workflow steps for apps and uh, workflow steps for Jira is a way that uh, we, you know, we can add Jira automations uh, and make them available to, uh, to users in Slack. All right. So tell me what a user can do with workflow steps for Jira between Jira and Slack, I guess. Um, yes. So for example, um, the most basic example would be being able to create a Jira issue straight from Slack with an emoji reaction on the message. So you have your message and boom, you send it straight away to the Jira issue summary or description. And then from there, you've got like quite a few variations. So rather than uh, an emoji reaction, you could imagine working with a shortcut next to your uh, message editor at the bottom of the Slack window. Or rather than creating a new issue, you could also imagine transitioning it through through its workflow. So you can imagine if I um, react to a message with a check mark, then my issue is transitioned to done. Or if I react with a hands-up emoji, it means, oh, I'm going to take this issue. Please assign it to me instead. So that's the kind of thing you can do with the workflow steps for Jira. Yeah, we have a a create step, an update step, a prompt step, and extract message uh, step. And really, um, you know, you can kind of assemble these things like a, a Meccano set, and depending on the order, uh, variables are available, like to subsequent steps. Um, we've tried to, like, you know, make it easy uh, for things like that on the update step to, like, cover the most common use cases, like uh, comments or you know, setting the assignee. 
Um, but we can also kind of like dynamically uh, prompt people like, you know, okay, here's a custom message. Like, why am I asking for your Jerry username? Um, which, you know, cause you know, there's way things that I'm sure we haven't even thought of and we're trying to make it flexible enough that, you know, people can find, find their own solution with it. Yeah, and for those who aren't sure how to first set up their first workflow, we also come with a variety of templates. So that's five different templates that correspond to what we've thought were the most common use cases. So for example, for HR, how to assign onboarding tasks to someone who newly joins the channel. Or after having organized an event, if I want to gather feedback in a Slack channel, I can cherry pick the messages I get in the Slack channel and send them as comments to a Jira issue, for example. Oh, these are uh, pretty great examples, really exciting stuff. So if somebody wanted to try Workflow Steps for Jira, where would they find it and uh, how much dough are they going to shell out? Uh, so you can find uh, the download page on the Adaptivist.com website. Which we will, of course, share here in the podcast show notes. And it is also available uh, directly in the, or, uh, in the Slack uh, app directory if you want to find it. Uh, at this point, the app is free. Uh, and I can say that if anybody who uh, is, you know, interested in the app and wants to try it out and uh, will agree to, you know, give us feedback on that, it will stay free forever for them. All right. You heard it right here on the podcast first. Workflow Steps for Jira, free for life if you give us your opinion. All right, dudes, let's uh, shout out the team that made Workflow Steps for Jira for a second. Yeah. So first there's John, who was the lead engineer, lead developer on this app, and who's provided quite an outstanding work, like providing blood, sweat, and tears to give us the killer feature we needed to uh, always correct the different bugs. As soon as someone noticed something that was not exactly the expected behavior, he always would correct it very, very quickly. And actually, the other day, going through the app with uh, Alistair, we also found out new features that actually correspond very well with the Jira security features. So they are mirrored in the workflow steps for Jira app. And we did not expect this to be implemented in the app. And we thought it was quite outstanding. He thought about everything. And then there was also uh, Thomas, who worked with John on developing and who saying provided quite an outstanding work and was always very available to troubleshoot anything we could notice and to uh, design a slick experience for everyone. Valley, who provided the user experience and user interface advice uh, that was well needed for John and Thomas to have the best possible experience to configure everything from the start. And Cindy, who tailored the messaging and to define who are the best users for this app. And let's not forget uh, Justin, who did a nice job on the uh, microcopy and uh, the documentation, for, like, including the templates. All right, guys, congratulations on the launch. What can we look for next from Workflow Steps for Jira? Uh, we can see already see that uh, uh, people are trying to configure the tool for uh, cloud instances. So currently, we are focused on uh, server and uh, data center. Um, there is nothing really in the uh, in you know provided by Atlassian that uh, allows people to create and update tickets from Slack. Uh, for the for those hosting types, uh, they do provide a connector for cloud. So that's where we started. But uh, as of right now, there is still no workflow steps for cloud. So we're going to add support for that. 
ultimately, we're going to move, move on to uh, customer service portals. Um, and this is, you know, kind of supporting where the uh, user is just a customer role uh, in the JIRA scheme, and they don't have any, you know, kind of inside information about what the project is or whatever. So it will be a way for those people to create tickets as well. Nice. Project manager Alistair Wilkinson and technical product marketing manager Thomas Boudier, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. And now, updates from Atlassian Cloud. There are quite a few, and some of them look pretty neat, if you like that sort of thing. Beginning with (laughs) coaching. On the Atlassian Cloud platform, you now have the ability to restart product tours and navigate directly to getting started documentation with information from Jira Service Management and Ops Genie sources, if that's your sort of thing. For the entire Jira platform, we see that in next generation projects, time estimation is on its way. The whole system isn't ready yet, but you're now able to add the original estimate field to issues um, and use JQL to find specifics related to time. But I think they're going to go a little deeper than that, don't you guys? I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. I mean, just just look. Watch. Uh, <laughs> Stay tuned. Now you're also able to hit refresh to update your board faster in classic projects. So you can hit a refresh button in your browser instead of hitting the refresh button on your browser. Yo, dog, I heard you like refresh buttons. Refresh buttons. Yeah. (laughs) It's very refreshing. I feel refreshed. (laughs) You're also going to be able to refresh the experience of Jira dashboard configuration where Gadgets have been re-engineered to easier apply them to dashboards, essentially. It is kind of an under the under the hood update, as I understand it. I heard you like dashboards. Uh, I'm, I'm reading the description here, and of course, I, I did not log into a cloud environment to look at specific gadget configuration, but it states, we've removed projects under shared with an advanced search when you're selecting a filter from the filter directory for gadgets. Uh, Those are words. So, yeah. It's a, that's quite a string. That's quite a, it's a, quite a, a run on of, of where things are located. Feels a little um, sticky to say. Mm-hmm. It feels like it, it suggests me either they're removing an option or they have just moved it to a different place. I don't know how either of those improves performance, which feels like a bit of a spin to me. It sounds more like they've reduced the clicks to set up a project filter, mm-hmm. a, a which, project gadget. Does improve performance, I suppose. I suppose. For given definition of the word. Over in advanced roadmaps for Jira, Atlassian has changed the create button into the add button. Just to clarify that process, it seems like the um, the create button was becoming confusing. It was like you were going to create Voltron, but instead, no, you were just adding teams. Just adding a lion, yeah. really. <laughs> just one lion at a time. And... In the new issue view, you're now able to add web links to images. So you want to hot link a picture of the Starship Enterprise to a wiki? I know I do. (laughs) You can do that in uh, the new issue view. And lastly, for the Jira platform at large, in advanced roadmaps for Jira, they've added planned capacity. This will allow you to plan your sprints and better allocate work. 
This is also pointing, I think, to an item that is in the cloud roadmap, which is um, smart sprint planning. So mm-hmm. it seems like this is something that is uh, a building into that function that is coming later this year. Yeah, right now it's just a manual. You set sort of the, the expected or average amount of work that you think your team can finish in an iteration. And I definitely expect to see this be informed sort of automatically by uh, sprint completions and other metrics like that in the future. Yeah. Fulfilling on the promise of Jira Portfolio all those many years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for Jira Software Cloud, the roadmap's epic bar has changed just a little bit. Now, in order to make the roadmapping a little more accurate, epic creation has been split into two parts. First, you create the epic, and then you schedule it. Over in Confluence Cloud, there has been an update to the delete page feature that was we discussed maybe two episodes ago was it yeah it was two episodes ago back when we were so young (laughs) (laughs) Um, so so they've gotten they've gone further into when you delete now when you click delete on a page it's going to open up a window that's going to provide links to documentation about what deleting does and if your site has archiving available, will offer you the archive option instead. Great. I like this. Search results are also being optimized to find, to display more information about a page when searching. So when you select pages in the space sidebar, it will actually give you a small preview, including information about who created it, when it was last updated, and a snippet of of lines. So it's going to be able to really, I think that's a really lovely way to get around a Confluence instance, nice way to find information at a, a much faster way. Also, just a small touch, a nice visual uh, thought, or, or a nice visual indicator space new spaces will now be labeled with a random icon instead of every space getting the same icon new spaces would get would get created and all have the same icon now they're just going to have different ones to indicate that they are indeed different things i think a, a nice strategy there is actually to set a default that's super ugly and like just really force people like ah oh, i gotta get rid of it. we used to do that with uh, profile pictures here at adaptivist yep. you uh yeah you you, if you didn't set yours, yeah, you didn't. You didn't get just like a great question mark. No, you had this weird uh, British uh, TV show character. I very think. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> he, he definitely looked like a very definitely British scamp. A British thing. Yeah. British listeners, weigh in. What's a wurzel? <laughs> wurzel? It's a oh. thing that we know about because if we didn't update our profile photos, that's what we got, and none of us actually know what that is, and none of us. I know what a woozle is. Woozle? I know what a woozle is, but I don't know who a Worsley is. No offense, Yari. And finally, in Confluence Cloud, you can now use Anchor Macros in the new editor. Yay, Anchor Macros! Lastly, in the user experience in Atlassian Cloud for Bitbucket, you can now create, edit, and complete tasks from the right sidebar in a pull request. So I assume that these are not... Jira tasks. These are just like I need to do these things. Just little reminders. Yeah, kind of like a task list in Confluence. Yeah, yeah. So there's a you can you can both create a task list in Bitbucket to say do these things, 
And then you can set a merge check that says, unless these boxes have been checked, which is just like a manual, you know, it's like a, a mental, it stops you and, and go, you know, am I really meeting the definition of done? Have I written the documentation or have I like made sure I've written comments or something? Check the box, check, check, check. And then you can move forward with your merge. Yeah, Atlassian continues to improve the pull request experience. So nice changes. Mm -hmm. There's another really big change for Jira Cloud, um, kind of across the, the board here. We'll link to an Atlassian community post about this. Uh, Next-gen projects and classic projects. We've talked about these a lot over the years, and their names are changing probably for a variety of reasons, always a little confusing. Uh, it also puts you into this uh, bit of a, a corner of like, okay, so these are next-gen projects, but what like what comes after that? Like, where do we go from next-gen? They've also been next-gen now, I think, for at least four years. Um, it's been so a while, yeah. A bit more, more current-gen. So uh, classic projects are going to be named company-managed projects, which makes sense. We've talked about that in the past of how uh, it's a more sort of controlled workflow. It's more for, for traditional work management. So these are going to be called company-managed projects. While next-gen will be called team-managed projects. And I think this aligns with Atlassian's approach of classic and, you know, I think to a, a greater or less extent, you know, Jira data center and server really are more about that top-down work management, uh, make sure things go through a particular flow. Whereas the first priority for Jira Cloud is more about collaboration, communication, just getting started working together. So team managed, it's much more of a self-organized type of approach. Uh, and Atlassian writes, it's, it's the ideal for independent teams who want to control their own working processes and practices in a self-contained space. So next-gen classic projects, new names coming. Of course, uh, this impacts all documentation and training the world over. So that's, that's fun. Uh, Can I just say that... <laughs> Replacing a two-syllable name with a six-syllable name is going to lead to all sorts of crazy abbreviations and acronyms. And I just, there we've had mixed reactions to this. Some people are like, this is a great change. And then I'm sitting here going, company manage, that's like six syllables. No one's going to want to say that, but no one's going to want to go CMTs or, I mean. TMP what are, with the CMT. TMP. ASAP. Yeah, yeah. Ac acronym soup here, alphabet soup here. So um, for those of you who love acronyms, more opportunities for acronyms. Um, for those of you who, like me, just want something short and quick and easy to say, Next Gen and Classic, I think actually will probably stay around for a while because I'm I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to go, okay, this is a classic project. Is that say, uh, which one is, oh, that's a, is it a team hmm. manager? Company. Anyway, it's going to confuse me for a while, uh, but that's okay. I'm confused a lot. <laughs> At any rate, feel free to um, message us on social. Let us know what your company might be calling team-managed and company-managed spaces. We're curious to know the reaction. And really, my question is next-gen or DS9? <laughs> a difficult question to answer. Coming soon to Jared near you. Yes. <laughs> Through the wormhole. Oh, we're going to step back just a moment. Instead of looking forward, we're actually going to look back. Um, and this is 
I think we just barely missed it when we recorded the last podcast, but Atlassian put out a security advisory. Um, and it was originally put out on February 17th. It has been modified as of March 3rd. Um, Jira server for Slack security advisory. Um, so there is a critical severity security vulnerability in the plugin Jira server for Slack. Um, this affects all versions up to and including 2.0.14. This is server and data center only. If you do not have this plugin installed, you are not affected by this vulnerability. And it doesn't come installed by default, but if you have installed this on your server or data center instances, um, upgrade to 2.0.15 immediately. If you are on cloud, this is this does not affect you. Basically, this vulnerability allows remote code execution and could be potentially exploited by authenticated Jira users uh, to run malicious code. Atlassian doesn't really put security advisories out often. And so the fact that this was one, we really wanted to be sure that if you're running, if you're running this plugin Jira server for Slack, update to 2.0.15 ASAP. And now let's talk about the next next generation. It was recently announced that Atlassian has opened the beta of Jira work management. And the marketing page, the video that they've put forward, which of course will include in the show notes, is nothing short of impressive. It seems like it brings some of the best parts of all of the Jira products, the what were formerly add-ons, brings them all together and makes them available to anyone. If you're using a business project, you're now going to have the ability to work in a Gantt-like view. You'll have uh, calendaring functions built in, agile boards, as it were. You know, I don't know, we, and there's not quite much. There's not much detail about how the boards are going to be configured and such. But you'll have a board, you'll have a portal, like from Service Desk, and you'll have portfolio-like views as well as team calendar functionality. It's it's kind of a packaged remarket thing. Looks like mm -hmm. to me, it looks great. The list view yeah. is new. The list view is totally new, a new way to, it's like a tabular way to create um, issues in Jira. Clearly a shot across the bow at competitors like Monday and Asana, et cetera. Guys, what do you think? What does it mean? I, you know, when I first looked at this, I was really confused uh, because the last podcast we looked at the new Trello <laughs> uh, and it's all the exact same features Strange. Uh, this is just in Jira packaging instead of Trello packaging. So I legit, I looked at the video and I was like, wait, am I confused? Didn't we just talk about this, but it's a new video? Because it was like, here's your central place where you have your calendar and you have your table view and you have your, you know, Gantt chart and everything. It's it's like, boom, it's it's very, very similar. Here's here's the thing, Matthew. The The big difference, in my opinion, and I could, I, you're going to, you might laugh and it's okay. I've earned it. I think the big difference between Jira work management and Trello is the workflow engine. That's the one thing. Oh yeah, that, totally. Yeah. 100%. I, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. They, right. they are different. Wow. No, you're right. I, and it's also worth noting Jira work management is actually yet another rename of rebrand. This is Jira core. So Jira core becomes Jira work management. But is it Jira Core any? Well, like, yeah, because it was because Jira Core, that name was introduced, um, you know, when when uh, Jira Agile became Jira Software and then became a license and Jira Service Desk became Jira Service Desk, where it became an application and it was a license unlock. Um, so now we have Jira Service Management, 
Jira Software and Jira Core has effectively been renamed to Jira Work Management. Uh, but it sits in that, you know, it's that business focus, right? Like you, you're not a software developer, but you still want boards and boards aren't just for software. And it's, it's uh, you know, bringing this sort of front and center. So yeah, right now it's available as kind of like a early access program. Uh, you can take a look at the video, sign up if, uh, as you like. Uh, am I correct, Ryan? This is cloud only is what we're looking at right now? Yes, that yeah. is correct. So if you're on cloud, if you, uh, maybe you've got software, maybe you don't, but you, uh, you want to check this out, uh, you can sign up for the early access program. If nothing else, check out that video. Yeah, and uh, we'd love to hear from you on social. Let us know what you think at Adaptivist on all your favorite platforms. So, dear listener, are you attending Team 2021? Because if not, uh, you know, no harm in signing up because it's free. Uh, it's all online. We're not meeting in, in Vegas this year, sadly. Uh, but uh, Team 2021, just today, we are recording this on Tuesday, March 9th, uh, because sadly, Adaptress Live is not actually live. Uh, sadly, or probably actually for the best now that I, now I think about it, but, uh, uh, literally minutes before we started recording, I got an email, uh, a notification. There's a new feature at team 2021 this year, which is the Atlassian certification accelerator. So maybe you heard it here first, or maybe you got the email at the same time I did. And, and you already know, uh, so the Atlassian certification accelerator, this always, this type of thing catches my attention since I was so involved in the certification program early on. Uh, it is a six-week program. You sign up and you say, I'm either going to take the exam in June or July. It gives you a cohort to study with, uh, gives you some additional resources. This model that Atlassian is promoting is one that worked very well for us at Adaptivist early on in the certification program. We did a similar cohort type approach and had people study together and, and got a bunch of people certified. So it is a very successful model. What we don't know is the cost. So the way it works is you go to your team 2021 registration if you have already registered, when you click it'll uh, on the link, uh, and we'll link to the article in the show notes, it'll have you log in. You then have to edit your registration. It's not super obvious how you get to this because um, it just takes you to your registration page. So you edit your registration, then you check a box saying you are interested in the certification accelerator, save that, at which point Atlassian University will email you. And presumably in that email is when you will find out the additional cost, because I'm assuming there's a cost involved here um, since it's six weeks. And it's not just connecting you with other people studying for the cert. It's also going to connect you with Atlassian experts. Um, don't know who those experts are. Uh, it's uh, not me, as far as I'm aware. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, you can sign up. But it, sadly, there's no price advertised in advance. So they'll email you. Presumably, they'll tell you then. And then you can decide if you actually want to add it to your registration or not. It'll go through kind of a, a manual backing process. It's also worth noting that the cost of the exam is not included in this. Mm, yeah, good point. So you, you still have that cost in addition uh, uh, to this. So um, I think, you know, we definitely saw internally this model will help prepare you for the exam better than just doing it on your own, um, particularly if you're newer to the Atlassian tools. It's covering both... Uh, it's covering your administration for both cloud and data center. It's two different exams as well as project admin for cloud. 
Um, so I think particularly for the JIRA admin courses, the, the, those certs are much more challenging. So this, this could be a good resource for you. Uh, so uh, check out that community post. And if certification is a thing you were interested in doing this summer, uh, this could be a good way to get you there. And I've run certification prep workshops at past summit events, and mm-hmm. it's always really neat. You know, I'll be on the booth and someone will come up to me and go, I passed my exam. I took your prep workshop. This is sort of an expansion of that idea um, because mm-hmm. we can't get groups together. Um, this gives you more than that even. It gives you um, fresh sample questions, new study guides, that sort of thing. So if, if you're interested in one of these exams, ACP 620, ACP 120, ACP 100, this is a great way to prep for that. Um, so definitely check into it. We'll have a link to it um, in our show notes or a link to information about it in the show notes rather. And other exciting news. How do you pronounce this? Is this Chartio? 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 I don't there's, know the correct pronunciation. No I, I like Chartio. 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 For charts. As a person who often mispronounces words because I've only ever read them and not heard them, I'm going to go with Chartio and apologize profusely if I am mispronouncing it. Um, but uh, Chartio is joining Atlassian. Um, so they've sent an email to their customers. This is a, this is a very smart acquisition on Atlassian's part to be able to really visualize data intuitively, not having to be, you know, a a data analyst in particular to get some of this information. Um, so they're going to be joining Atlassian and joining their, their mission to unleash the potential in every team. Look out for more information if you're a Chartio user um that's that that will be rolled into atlassian products at some point um so stay tuned for more information and uh that's some super exciting news even though i don't know how to pronounce the name it's clearly part of a series of moves that atlassian is doing in uh enhancing their reporting and data analytics uh from the the actions taken within the tools and i think that's uh like you said a really smart smart play smart strategy yeah so Love seeing more and more of this as we move forward. I think in terms of uh, enhancing competitiveness with uh, other, you know, work management, communication, collaboration tools, and giving users or giving admins, you know, the ability to uh, sort of analyze and get quantitative feedback on how their content is performing, how work is getting done, where bottlenecks are, uh, the the flow through the systems. It's it's all tremendously valuable. And finally, on this edition of Adaptivist Live, Brenda and I got to chat with the two co-founders of GetInt, a brand new company in the Atlassian ecosystem. Check it out. Welcome to Jacek Vismer and Radek Vacek from GetInt. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Hello. Hey, hey. So good to see you. Now, GetInt Brand new to the Atlassian marketplace, you are you are a product maker who are building some cool integration tools. But tell us where the GetInt story started. Sure thing. So when we catch up after some time, uh, we were sure that we would like to start a business around integrations, and we are thinking brainstorming about the name. And then um, our first thought was to name the company uh, InHub. Um, after integration hub to make sure that it's a, it is a, a hub that, that has many integrations 
in it. So we started uh, working on the branding, uh, taking on the social media names. But at some point, we simply forgot about LinkedIn. And then when we wanted to, to go in and reserve the name, we saw that it's taken. And <laughs> we were a little bit nervous. We were just like discovering what is happening in the internet. And we saw that there, there was a, another company started just a few days ago in Australia uh, under this name. So we had to find another way to, to or go uh, with the Inthub anyway, or maybe we could change the name. So we had this brainstorm again, and we simply came out with another name, uh, um, which is GetInt, which stands for Get Integration. And actually now, I guess we like it even better. Yeah. Didn't took too, uh, for us too much too long to find out this name. So, uh, I but still it's a great name, I guess. So uh, <laughs> we are happy of that. <laughs> so very funny story um, at the start, right? Sometimes that's the best way to get off the ground is with a good funny story. Exactly. So so I'm curious. Um, you you knew you wanted to go into integration. What mm -hmm. was it about that space that was attractive to you? Why did you want to go that direction? Uh, I think that the first uh, most important thing is here that we just had a, a huge expertise in that. Like for several years, we are building a different things, uh, even uh, different integration tools uh, to help the customers integrate the data. Second thing is that uh, we still think and we are very sure that the integration and automata automation will become like a key point for uh, customers and the companies to really work uh, efficiently in current uh, days, like you all, each customer, each company use uh, several tools, different applications for different teams. They must be somehow connected together to uh, exchange the data and follow up on uh, different things. Um, so there is where we see our like uh, chance also to help uh, the audience or the customers' companies. Plus, during our career, we also worked with the tools for uh, agile, supporting agile work and like soft skills. But uh, we saw that uh, those apps are usually uh, nice to have. The mm -hmm. app to integration uh, may become simply a business critical application, a must have solution. And also, regarding the agile, for example, when we work with some teams, uh, some people use for retro some special apps, some of them just use the Excel and just put the, the things there. So basically, they with the Excel file, they were able to do the planning, do the retro, whatever. But the integration you cannot do with just manually creating the Excel sheets and exchanging them. So there must be something in the background which will do the job for you. Because it's kind of also a technical topic, the integration automation. And our back, the background is also very technical. Uh, that was a no-brainer for us. In terms of integrations, you know that you, you can't afford uh, losing any data and um, risking that it may stop at some point. So you're comfortable with paying for the tool that actually solves a real problem and is actually needed in the company, right? So we thought that this is the place for us. Guys, there are several integration tools on the market already. What differentiates the GetIn products from the others? So uh, the first thing is that uh, since we, we know from the very start that we want to focus uh, at the Atlassian marketplace, and since we were working uh, with Atlassian partners and many Atlassian companies uh, before starting Getting.io, we saw that those products are mostly 
purchased and chosen um, uh, by uh, the Atlassian administrators. So we created this tool with Atlassian admins needs in mind. That's why it's uh, highly customizable. Uh, it offers uh, very good reporting, uh, in, including logs uh, checking. Uh, you can actually set set the tool in, in, in many, many different um, um, options, right? It's not just simply um, one, one, one way you can go. You can, you can really um, customize the tool to fit your very um, different needs. Uh, plus, uh, it's... Uh, it offers the best value for money, which, which is a, a very big uh, thing in the marketplace right now. We, we have plenty of people migrating from other tools uh, because of the um, value to um, price to, 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 to value uh, offer. And we simply offer plenty of things in terms of the support uh, in, in the price itself. So migrating from other tools, uh, the whole assistance during the process, the, the assistance with, um, while going live, even some customizations, mm -hmm. uh, which are not in the product uh, by default, but some customers simply need them. We are doing it for them. We are not closed and, and just, this is the product, take it or leave it. We really think about the customer and you can simply see it in the in the reviews that we already have, that most customers uh, really love the, the, the way we, we talk to them, the personal touch, the, the, the thinking about their business. This is, I think, I guess this is the most thing, the most crucial thing that differentiates us from other tools. Plus, um, what differentiates us from tools that simply does just one thing, like Jira to Jira integration, we have many tools within one platform. So you can, right now, you can um, uh, integrate Jira with ServiceNow and with another Jira or Azure DevOps or Zendesk, right? So flexibility is, is also another point. So I'm looking at your uh, marketplace listing and you you have a lot of different integrations already available, especially for a company that's so new. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about some of these tools? You kind of have already started to, but uh, go into a little more detail on what these tools are. So basically the, like we created, when we were designing the platform, the, the, the Getting.io, we knew that we need to support a lot of applications which can be connected together or with the Jira as well and integrate the data with. Um, so we have created an um, architecture in a very flexible way that based on top of that, on that architecture, we can basically create and deploy to Atlassian Marketplace uh, different applications which can connect to Jira, like specialized uh, to connect to Jira. So Jira Zendesk, Jira Azure DevOps, Jira uh, ServiceNow. So basically they are all done on top of the same architecture, but they are slightly different if it's about, of course, the data you are transferring between Jira and that particular app. So in ServiceNow, you can have the incidents in Asana or, Zend or in Asana, you can have the tasks. Uh, in Azure DevOps, you can have a similar uh, types of the issues like stories, bugs, and so on. So we were, we have a, kind of this a similar part for each of those apps, but then we also add some special things for each of them. Yeah, I guess that's that's very important point because that's also different uh, from, from others. So if you will look at uh, simply one integration, let's name like Jira service now, mm -hmm. uh, the platform that, that we have is as good as any other tool that simply specialized in Jira service now. Uh, but still, if you would like to go with Jira Jira, it may do it also it is also as good as any other tool in the marketplace offering only jira to jira so 
you can have all apps connected in almost one workflow. Mm -hmm. And then you can have a very specialized workflows within just just one to one, right? So you can have uh, custom fields in each integration, uh, in, uh, attachments, uh, comments, uh, statuses. Uh, what else? Like, uh, I guess everything that you may need uh, is actually in the platform right now, mm -hmm. even though it's so so young, right? And we knew that uh, we knew that uh, we. Because, for example, each of our apps on the Atlassian marketplace are the like the apps. They are not just the listings. So we want to keep them as the applications. We want to keep them the reviews for each of those apps, and you know present them to the customers and to the Atlassian uh, uh, customers like the really uh, app dedicated for this particular integration, not just a listing which is forwarding them to some third-party uh, websites or whatever where you just create the account, you submit some payment details, whatever. Everything we want to do is through the Atlassian because we trust that brand. So that's why we did that. Yeah, and, and one more thing is that what we really thought is the security thing. So while we were working it, uh, with, with, with Atlassian customers, we saw that security is a very crucial thing. So even if you will go with, uh, and you have Jira Cloud and you want to integrate Jira Cloud with Jira Cloud, you may not want to have uh, the tool like ours to, to get into the integration platform uh, in cloud. Maybe you want it deployed uh, as an on-premise uh, option, right? On your own servers, keeping your own data secure because you may trust Atlassian Cloud, but you may not trust any third-party smaller companies like, like ours or any, any other, right? So we saw that plenty of customers, even though they have Jira Cloud, they want to have platform like ours deployed in their own infrastructure, not in some, some cloud. So this mm -hmm. is the option that they have. And if they would go, for example, for, for Unito, they can't, right? This is the option that, that, that is yeah. preferable for, for bigger customers. So one of the key features of our app or platform is that it can be installed on uh, on-premise, uh, so on in customer infrastructure. Uh, and we already have some installations uh, on the, for a customers which really have some security policies. So, guys, sounds great. Product looks fantastic, and the integrations look thorough. Uh, what's next from Get In? Uh, for sure, we want to still expand uh, for other integrations. For sure, for, with Jira right now. Uh, so we want to add more applications to the marketplace. Uh, and of course, add more features required by the customers, so, existing and the new ones. Like with every every customer which comes to us, they have all different use cases, different business cases. They want to integrate data in a but in some little bit different way than the others. Uh, and of course, some, most of them require some new features. Uh, so yeah, we want to add more features to the platform to 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 make like all our customers happy, plus uh, make of course the platform more easy to use. But the first thing on the on the roadmap <laughs> is definitely deploying the, the, the data center, mm -hmm. uh, because for now you can via the marketplace you can go for um, the cloud and the server option. Uh, we have the DC option, but uh, not in the marketplace yet. So you can go and buy it directly from us. But the preferable option is also to have it listed in the marketplace. So I guess this is the, the most crucial part for us to, to, to be there with the DC version as well. Radek and Jacek from GetIn, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. 
Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. With that, dear readers, dear listeners, dear viewers, um, we bring episode 112, Podcast the Next Generation, to a close. Um, thank you for joining us on this journey across Atlassian News. Be sure to check out our show notes. We will be linking to a number of articles that we have referenced in today's episode. Reach out to us on social at Adaptivist on your platform of choice. We want to hear from you, your opinions, your takes on some of the things we've discussed. For Matthew Stubblefield and Ryan Spilken, I'm Brenda Burl, and this is Adaptivist Live. I'm not. I don't. Okay. I don't have. I don't have the the hairline for Picard. Or the, no, the yeah, presence. but you got the. I've got the beard to be Riker, though. You got the, Ooh. but you got the moral fortitude. That's what Picard this is, is about. That's the important mm-hmm. thing with Picard, and I'm the Riker, clearly.